evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for this service. Tonight, our theme is Love Defined, where we focus on the sacrifice that Christ paid for our sins on the cross. Tonight, as we sing together, let's listen to the scripture and the, and the songs that we sing together and really focus on the message. Uh, we're going to st- start with a song entitled, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And that's what we're really here about uh, uh, as you... As we sing tonight, you can remain seated for now and and sing with me as we worship the Lord this evening. Passover that we may eat. And they said unto him, where, where wilt thou that we prepare? And he said unto them, Behold, when you are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you, bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. And you shall say unto the goodman of the house, The master saith unto thee, 
Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. There make ready. And they went. And they found as he had said unto them. And they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, and he went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And Pilate said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people. And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man touching those things whereof ye accuse him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. But they cried, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Sing with me as we sing his robes for mine. His robes for mine, oh wonderful. Just as I'm just 
Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. And there were also two others, male factors, led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the male factors, one on the right hand and the other on the left, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots, and the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, If thou be king of the Jews, save thyself. And his superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him saying, Dost thou not fear God? seeing that thou art in the same condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness all over the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, 
Why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man calleth for Elijah. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. But Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, and he was a good man and just. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never before man was laid. You all stand with me as we sing the power of the cross.
prophesied over 700 years before it occurred by the prophet Isaiah. Listen to what he recorded in Isaiah chapter 53. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, 
and made intercession for transgressors. Jesus Christ is the author of our salvation, which was purchased by his precious blood. Listen to the words of the, of the Apostle Peter preaching in Jerusalem after the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of our Lord. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Praise to God for the cross. And praise God for the salvation that he provides us through faith in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 reminds us that God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And then not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Our theme tonight is love defined. And nowhere is love defined more clearly than by Christ's death on the cross for our sins. Listen to the words of the Apostle John as he speaks about love defined. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. This, this is love defined. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrificial payment for our sins. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. I would ask that you listen now as Caleb and Billy sing about that great love in their song, Man of Sorrow.
marked and scorned. Bowing to the Father's will, He took a crown of thorns. Oh, that rugged cross, my salvation, where your So 
Thank you for being here tonight and so thankful to be able to consider what Christ did for us on His cross. Our theme tonight is Love Defined. You know, when you look around, you see lots of different expressions of love, right? A mother caring for her newborn child, a father teaching his son how to build something in the garage, a lady taking a meal to a sick neighbor. We see all kinds of demonstrations of love around us. And yet, the Scriptures tell us that the greatest demonstration of love is that a man would lay down his life for his friend. Jesus Christ is that demonstration of love. But I want you to think with me for just a few minutes this evening about the people that He demonstrated His love to. Because it's one thing to give something to a friend. It's another thing even to give your life for your friend. But Jesus didn't give His life for His friends. He gave His life for His enemies. In the Word of God, in the book of Luke, chapter 22, the Bible tells us that the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. The religious leaders of Jesus' day conspired to kill him. These people who knew the Old Testament that had read of the promised Messiah, and yet when he came and fulfilled every single promise in the Old Testament... They still conspired to kill him. The Bible here tells us why. It was because they feared the people. They were afraid that the people were going to follow Jesus instead of following them. They realized that they were losing their power. People weren't interested in following them if they had Jesus to follow. You know, there are many religions today that would do the same thing, to try to get to people to come to their church or to follow their system of teaching. Why? Because they like power. They want authority. They want control. The religious leaders conspired to kill Him. You read a little bit further in the passage in verses 3 through 6 of Luke chapter 22. It says, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. Do you know who Judas was? Most people do. That's generally not even a name that people would give to their dog. Judas. Why? Because Judas was known and is known as the one who betrayed Jesus. 
Here was this man who had walked with Jesus, who had talked with Jesus, who had been there when Jesus fed the 5,000 with just five loaves of bread and two fish. Here was a man who had seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead, who had seen all the things that Jesus had done. In fact, he was even given the trusted position of carrying the money. And yet, in Jesus, he saw an opportunity to get something else for himself. And so the Bible tells us that Judas betrayed him. The religious leaders conspired to kill him. Judas betrayed him. But even further down in chapter 22 of Luke, we read about one of Jesus' disciples. One who was with Jesus when He stood at the top of the mountain we know as the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus' glory shone. The one disciple who we also know walked on the water. If anybody understood the power of Jesus, it was Peter. And yet in Luke 22, verse 33, it says, And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Jesus said to him, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And in fact, that's what happened. Just a few verses later in verse 56, it says, But a certain maid beheld him, this is Peter, as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man also was with him. This man Peter was with Jesus. And Peter denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour after another, confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. Here, Jesus, as he was standing, getting ready to be on trial, he looks back after he hears that rooster crow, and he looks back and sees Peter. The Bible says, And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. The religious leaders conspired to kill him. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. But as you read the story of Jesus as he went towards the cross that day, we learn that the rest of his disciples, except for John, they forsook him. These men who had walked with Jesus and talked with Jesus, who had heard his teaching and seen his miracles... When Jesus was hanging on the cross, all except for John had forsaken Him. Had forsaken Him. They'd gone into hiding. As you read about these people, and as I was 
thinking about this, I thought, what kind of people were these? What kind of friends were they? These were the people that Jesus had loved, that Jesus had served, that Jesus had given himself to. And yet in the hour of his greatest need, they were nowhere to be found. The religious leaders conspired to kill him. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. The disciples forsook him. And in Luke 23, verses 22 through 24, Pilate, as Jesus stood before him, this Roman leader, it says this, and he said to him the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. They were instant with loud voices requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. Pilate, this judge who was there to decide the fate of Jesus, even after he examined him and talked to him over and over again, he said, I find no fault in this man. And yet when pressed by the crowd, he let them take him and crucify Jesus. There's another group of people that were there as Jesus approached the cross that day. These were the soldiers, the guard of the religious leaders, the Roman soldiers. And all of them together tortured Jesus. As you read the Scriptures, to me this is one of the most emotional and moving portions of Scriptures you read about what Jesus endured in His death on the cross, even leading up to His death, as they beat Him, as they punched Him in the face, they tore out His beard, they spat upon Him, they took that crown of thorns, and they pressed it down onto his head. They beat him with a reed. And then they nailed him to a cross. The soldiers tortured him. As we think about love defined, the people that Jesus died for, the religious leaders conspired to kill him. Judas betrayed him. Here's Peter denied him. The rest of the apostles forsook him. Pilate turned his back on him. The soldiers tortured him. What did Jesus do? He forgave them. Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Bible tells us when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land. 
until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. And Jesus, as it says over in the book of John, when he had therefore received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. The prophet Isaiah said it this way, Surely... He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone into his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, that's Jesus, the iniquity of us all. I love the simple truth that Jesus Christ himself declared in John chapter 3, verse 16, when he told Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's life forever. Love defined. Jesus defined it for us, didn't He? Through his life, not just through his lips, what he said, but he backed it up by what he did. My friend, Jesus died for you. Jesus died for those who conspired against him. Jesus died for those who betrayed him. Jesus died for those who deserted him, who betrayed him, who turned their back on him. Even He died for those who denied Him. And if you're here tonight and you've never trusted in Jesus, as you take some time to consider what He did for you and that without Him, the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. But that through Him, the gift of God is eternal life Through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is no religion that can get you to God. There's no good works that can be enough to pay for all of the things that you have done. But Jesus died in your place so that you could have eternal life. And I would invite you here in just a moment as we Finish this service together to place your trust in Jesus Christ. To confess your sin. Confessing your sin just means telling God that you're a sinner. That you've done wrong. That you've broken His law. 
Don't come to God and say, well, God, look at all the things I've done. Look, I'm even in church on a Friday night. That doesn't take care of your sin. Instead, come to God and say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I've broken your law. I've done things that are not pleasing to you. You may not be as bad as the person next to you. Don't look at them right now. You might not be as bad as the person next to you, but you've broken God's laws because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I would invite you tonight to confess your sin to God and to trust in Him because Jesus alone can save you from your sin. In just a moment, I'm going to bow my head for prayer and I would invite you to bow your head with me. And if God has shown you tonight in your own life that you don't have Jesus and you would like to trust Him tonight, I'm not asking you to join our church tonight. I'm not asking you for anything. There's nothing that you can give to gain favor with God. Rather, all I'm asking you to do tonight is to humble yourself before the Lord to confess your sin, and to trust in Jesus today. In just a moment, when we finish, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray and to ask Jesus Christ to save you from your sin. I'm going to have a few folks come and join me up front here. And if you'd have a few more questions or want to know more, As others are bowing their heads to pray, you just slip up to the front or raise your hand and we'll take somebody to the back. We'd love to take God's Word and show you how you can be saved. Would you bow your head with me now? If you're here tonight and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I would invite you to pray. Something like, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. And I see now that Jesus died for me. I'm not coming to you based on my good things that I've done, but rather trusting in what Jesus did to die in my place. Lord, I'm asking you tonight to save me, to forgive me of my sin, and to give me life through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. His heads are bowed still and eyes are closed. If you trusted in Christ tonight, I'd like to pray for you. If you could even just lift your hand, say, Pastor, well, I prayed that prayer. I trusted in the Lord tonight. Not because you said the words I said, but because in your heart you know you're trusting in Jesus. If that's you tonight, I'd like to pray for you. Everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Just lift your hand so I can pray for you tonight. We have people all around the room this evening. And many are praying for you. As the instruments continue to play, if God's done a work in your life, we'd love to be able to pray for you and help you in your walk with the Lord. Lord, I thank you for each one who's here tonight. Lord, you can see their hearts. I can only see the hands. But Lord, we trust 
that your word is powerful because we've seen the finished work of Christ as was demonstrated to us in your word. And Lord, we know your spirit is working in hearts tonight. I pray that you would continue to convict and to urge people to trust in you, that nobody would leave here tonight without trusting in Jesus Christ as their Savior. We love you and we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'd invite you to sing with us tonight. Just as I am, without one plea, let's sing it together. Just as I am.
I hope that's your heart tonight. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the precious sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Lord, we get so busy in our lives. I'm confessing to you, I get so busy. Such in a hurry to get things done. I often forget. Or it just gets pushed to the back of my mind. The precious sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Lord, as we consider the sacrifice of Christ and and the people that He died for, it's overwhelming to think that He died for me. That He died for each one who's ever lived the most wicked and vile person. Jesus loved them too. Father, I pray for each person here tonight that they would let you in. They wouldn't resist you. You've said in your word that you resist the proud, but you give grace to the humble. Lord, may we come to you tonight humble, open, to be reminded of the great love that Jesus demonstrated for us, great love defined. Lord, I I still am praying for those who may be here tonight that haven't trusted in you. Lord, as we finish up the formal service, Lord, your invitation is not closed yet. May they trust in you before they leave this place tonight. Lord, even if they try to get away and, and leave, and don't let them sleep tonight. Keep them awake. Convict them of their sin. May they trust in you before it's too late. Thank you for what you've done in our hearts tonight. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you for being here tonight.